progressive, respectful, mentoring, compassionate. These are the values of Palmdale Regional Medical Center. And now we proudly present Palmdale Regional Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. With all the changes in the United States healthcare system, it can be very confusing for the consumer when looking for a medical facility to meet their needs. Hospital systems are always evolving and finding new ways to serve their community. My guest today is Dr. Kyle Colon. He's a colorectal surgeon and a member of the medical staff at Palmdale Regional Medical Center. Welcome to the show, Dr. Colon. People want to know when they're looking for a medical facility what they should be looking for. What is the quality parameters that they should be looking for for their best health advocacy? Well, first of all, thanks for having me, Melanie. There's a couple of things that the consumer should look at. And there's been, just as an aside, there's been an explosion in recent years of quality-related metrics that are available to the consumer. Everything from, most of these are actually available on the web, but a lot of different third-party website providers, as well as the government and Medicare, are now providing outcome-related data to help the consumer pick not only their hospital system, but also their provider uh, to get what would be the best quality outcomes for them. How do they go about doing that? So the first step is probably to do a, uh, you can do searches for uh, healthcare-related outcomes. I will say that Uh, give a little bit of a word of caution about many of these is they are not what we call in the healthcare industry risk-adjusted. So what I mean by that is if you have a provider that's doing a lot of high-risk outcomes or procedures, that may not play into the outcomes that you see listed. Uh, But in general, they're, they're a good starting point to look at hospitals, and there's a variety of grading systems that can be used depending on which um which website you use, and so that can be a little bit confusing to look through. But basically, it'll give you a good background or starting point for what sort of things you want to look for. And there's, just to get into a little bit, the types of grading systems, uh, a lot of them are done by letter, uh, grade A, B, C. But again, a lot of these websites will tell you a little bit about what grading system they use and what that means. And really what you're looking for is how the particular hospital you are interested in going to relates in a relative scale to other hospitals in your region. So if you're looking at this kind of data and statistics, what does that tell the consumer about things, other things that they're looking for, bedside manner and, you know, availability, appointment schedules, that sort of thing? Sure. So some of those metrics are actually included in a lot of these grading scales, but more so what they're looking at is big picture healthcare systems issues. So just to give a couple examples, uh, things like central line infections in the hospital, urinary tract infections associated with a catheter in the hospital. Those are a couple of the big things just to give you an idea of what these rating systems are looking at. Now, do those necessarily translate into for like what I do, good colorectal care, not necessarily, but they are uh, certain benchmarks that if the hospital is doing those things well, they're probably doing a lot of other things well. 
Well, that service quality is more difficult to define and measure because maybe everybody says one doctor's fantastic and you don't click with that person. So that's a a sort of a difficult measure for people to look at. And what else do you want them to know about searching for this good quality to meet their needs? Uh, So a lot of it also has to do, as you said, that, you know, it's a starting point to look for these quality-related issues, but then you to drill it down to a more specific doctor-patient relationship level, that those aspects you're really going to have to depend on your referring physicians who may know a lot of these doctors better, uh, who may know their outcomes better, and then actually go meet with the physician that you're interested in talking to. And at that visit, and I often encourage people to go get second opinions, just to see what other people think for that exact same reason that, you know, you have to build a trust with your provider. And there are a series of questions that you can ask at part of that visit that can help you determine, is this potential surgeon that you're talking with, or any doctor for that matter, really concerned about the quality-related outcomes that the patients need to be aware of? How do sociodemographic factors influence this interaction between the hospital system and or doctors and the patients themselves? Um, That's a very difficult question to answer. Uh, There are very region-specific demographics that may change the access to a particular physician or a hospital. Uh, For example, with uh, just For me as a USC care physician, for me as a surgeon, uh, I may be able to see patients at one hospital but not at another because of differences in their their demographics or their insurance um, contracts. So that's something to keep in mind is oftentimes what will happen is an insurance company will tell a patient what is in-network or out-of-network. Uh, And obviously, there is an incentive to keep things in network because that keeps costs down, and cost is just one factor that plays into quality. So how does provider motivation, for you as a doctor, how does that influence how you deliver this high-quality care, and you're a colorectal surgeon, so certainly now colonoscopies are in the media and preventive care. So how does that go with with you doctors as being motivated? Give us a little insider information. Sure. So within colorectal surgery, there's been a lot of national pressure recently to improve outcomes. And as we've gained more understanding of what exactly that means, there's been several initiatives that help us do that from a provider level. Uh, and I'll talk specifically about two of them. The first is something we call uh, enhanced recovery programs after surgery. And basically, just to give a little bit of a background, what it used to be is after surgery, we took things very, very slowly. So after you did any surgery in the intestine, you would not feed any patients until the intestines gave us signs that they were working again. So that does a lot of things like prolongs the time you spend in the hospital, prolongs the recovery time. And as we've learned more and more about the physiology of these things, a little bit of that's gone away. So the enhanced recovery programs that we do now are designed to decrease pain, shorten the time that you spend in the hospital, get you back to work faster, all these things that are very good. And we now realize that they are very safe to do. 
As part of that, we've also increased our use of laparoscopic or minimally invasive surgery, again, for the same thing. We've proven that for a lot of areas, it is safe, and we are utilizing it wherever possible. The second area that we within colorectal surgery have focused on is infections following surgery, specifically what we call surgical site infections. And there are a number of things that you can do as part of a program to decrease the risk of those. Uh, and this is a, it's a very sort of scientific process that we go through, uh, and there are a number of components to that that we have in place at the, all the hospitals that I go to. Dr. Colon, where does preventive medicine fit into all of this quality and outcome information for consumers? Sure. So you mentioned a little bit before colonoscopy, and that within my world is a very uh, near and dear to my heart about ways that we can use preventative medicine to stop things from getting from happening before they do. So one of the major purposes of colonoscopy is as a part of screening for colon cancer. And the thought is that if we do a test, we can find a polyp, remove it before it ever becomes a cancer. And that is really the, the crux behind why we do this procedure, is the symptoms of colon cancer are that there are no symptoms. And so by doing a test where we get rid of a problem before it ever becomes symptomatic, then we can do things like avoid having to do colon cancer surgery, uh, which are a much more expensive, much more time-consuming, uh, requires a lot of extra resources that if we get everybody to do appropriate screening or on a population level, do the preventative healthcare things, then a lot of the things that come later on go away. Such great information. In just the last few minutes, Dr. Cologne, what should people think about when seeking care from a medical facility to be their own best health advocate? I think there's a number of things. Number one, and this is a very subjective thing, is do you feel comfortable with your provider? If you don't feel comfortable for, with your provider, then that's obviously a sign of a bad relationship. But there are some things that the patients can do to help improve their comfort level and their um, uh, confidence with the ability of the hospital as well as the doctors to give them good quality care. And I often tell patients that there's a couple of questions that they should ask, particularly related to surgery. Number one is, what is their experience with doing this type of procedure? If you ask your surgeon, you know, how many times have you done this surgery, and they say, I do maybe one or two a year, then that's obviously not as good as someone who does this every single day, day in, day out. Um, the other thing is ask the doctors what their outcomes are. And if they can give you a sense of what their results are, then obviously that's someone who's, who cares about quality and who is focused on improving care for patients. And the last aspect of that is ask any doctor or particularly surgeon about what their qualifications and their, uh, their board certification is to be able to do these procedures. And why should they come to Palmdale Regional Medical Center for their care? So we have, uh, I'm a, I work mostly at USC, and at, one of the things that Palmdale has done is they have sought out surgeons like myself to come to their facility to bring in regional expertise to improve the quality and really elevate the level of care that is available at Palmdale Regional Hospital.
And I think that's seen from the top down across all the leadership, the physician associations that are associated with Palmdale. Everybody's really focused on quality uh, and really trying their very best to help the patients in the region out. Such great information. Thank you so much, Dr. Cologne, for being with us today. You're listening to Palmdale Regional Radio. For more information, you can go to palmdaleregional.com. That's palmdaleregional.com. Physicians are independent practitioners who are not employees or agents of Palmdale Regional Medical Center. The hospital shall not be liable for actions or treatments provided by physicians. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.